You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfer. It's Mark Andrea Wessler. I am Francisco Serundelo. And, and you're listening to the Game to the Podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> the epic final. Novak Djokovic. Carlos Alcaraz. We saw it in Wimbledon and we're going to get it at the US Open. He's going to be able to handle a situation in a Grand Slam final against Djokovic because he's beaten him in one. I'm going for Carlos Alcaraz. The main man. The number 24. Novak Djokovic. US Open time, baby! Let's go! Golf could be our US Open champion. Free set final in which Iga wins. Near on near impossible that Djokovic doesn't make the final. Novak Djokovic claiming his 24th Grand Slam title on the women's side, going past bingo. No surprise here, I think that Novak Djokovic will win this year's US Open and Coco Goff is going to be the American that wins it on the women's side. That Novak Djokovic will win this Grand Slam, beating Alcaraz in the final. I believe that Sabalenka is going to uh, ace up this uh, Grand Slam. Sabalenka and Djokovic take it. Novak Djokovic will have as many Grand Slams as there are hours in the day. Oz is going to do it. I really believe. I think Oz has learned from her mistakes. Novak Djokovic is going to win the U.S. Open. Arena Sabalenka is winning her second Grand Slam. Carlos Alcaraz is going back to back. He's going to defend his U.S. Open title. Coco Goff on home soil is taking home the cake. Goff will win. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Another day in the books of US Open action. And we had some of the big guns out on court. Novak Djokovic still playing incredible tennis. Can't believe this guy is 36 years old. And he sort of had a really competitive match against Abata Morales, but came through with flying colours in the end. And another big story, 
Wozniacki. She's back, and she's back with a bang, knocking out Petra Kvitova, JG. I mean, who saw this story coming at this US Open? I mean, the old guard are showing the next gen how it's done uh, and uh, targeting Stefano Sissipas with that one because he keeps losing. Considering he's only 25 years old, this should be Steph coming into his prime. It's not working out for him. Of course, we'll touch on that in more detail as the podcast develops. But Djokovic, like you said, I thought Zabata Morales played quite well. And there was times when he was moving in from side to side, hitting some great shots. And in a way, I think Djokovic has completely snatched his soul. It's another situation like that. He did everything at times to win the point and didn't win the point. And he started to look at himself. I know there was a situation 15-40 down where he had break points and he was pushing Djokovic side to side to side. You'd think he yeah. was going to get the breakthrough and get the break. He couldn't do it. Djokovic then held. I mean, what does that do for your confidence? <laughs> like, yeah, if, you do, if you throw the kitchen sink at a player and you feel like you're playing within yourself, like playing some of the best tennis you possibly can, and there's not, it keeps coming back, and you then end up losing that game, he was exhausted. You saw him. He looked like he'd yeah. just run a marathon after that first set. And it was evident in the next two because it was 6-1, 6-1. Djokovic, 36, isn't he? Uh, But yet moves like a, I don't know, 20-year-old. I don't think 20-year-olds really move as well as he does. He is incredibly fit. And from an athlete's perspective, I I still would put it up there as like the greatest athlete we've ever seen across any sport because I don't think anyone can do what he does on a consistent basis, week on week, on different surfaces, in different climates and countries, can do that. It's, no one else can do that in any, any other sports. Well. So Djokovic is just another animal altogether. And that now means 16-0 and 0 in round two at the US Open. It's absolutely incredible. I totally agree with you when you say that he sort of snatched his soul. You saw at one point the rallies in the first set were incredible. They were about like 15 to 20 shot rallies. And it, it was fantastic. I, I absolutely loved what we were, we were witnessing. And I thought, wow, maybe I've not given Sabata Morales enough credit. But that could only last so long, couldn't it? And we saw eventually he just suddenly just, just it just like the power went out of his shots all of a sudden. Then he just looked like a beaten man. And Djokovic just took over. And oh, we've seen it so many times before. But when you see it happening in real time like that, it's amazing because you just think, wow, that, that guy is seriously good to bat He was hitting yep. everything like as hard as possible. And they were just coming back, coming back, <laughs> coming back until eventually you just saw him just go like, boom. The, the soul left. It went yeah. off into the ether somewhere. And Djokovic just completely wiped him off the court. I mean, brilliant to see. Oh, it is remarkable. And when you see that happen, you think who's actually possible, like who can physically beat Novak Djokovic? And I think that just outlines how special Carlos Alcaraz is. The fact that he's shown that he can beat Novak Djokovic in a Grand Slam uh, situation, especially the final at Wimbledon most recently. That is insane that you can go out there and beat Djokovic in a Grand Slam final um, when he is this good and he's so difficult to beat. Um, I don't know if you want to go through some more Djokovic tweets. Let's go yeah. to the next one. This one, really good one. He's uh, obviously having his post-match interview on court. And I thought that this was a 
Really funny one. He said, happy to be back out in front of you guys. What gives me the strength? Uh, no, that's what gives me the strength and motivation at 36. I still have the hunger and desire to play my best on this court. And someone from the crowd yells, you still got it. And Novak said, I still got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, prefer, I preferred the one when he was asked, who would win? A 20-year-old yes. version of you or the 36 version 26 of you? 26-year-old, I think it was. Oh, 26. 26. Yeah, and he 30. was like, I wouldn't want to play me, but that's what I do every single time I step out on court. And if I can beat myself, I'll win the match. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that comment. He is up against himself out there most of the time. Until you come up against somebody like a Carlos Alcalaz, like a Rafael Nadal, then he's up against the opponent, I'd say, more than he is against himself. But... In these matches, it's just Djokovic v Djokovic. And if he can bring his best game out, he will win. That's essentially it. Turning the question on you quickly, which Djokovic do you think would win? Of course, it's a really strange question because it's never, never ever possible uh, playing yourself in a different time period. But if Djokovic was to have played himself 10 years ago, who would win? Which version? I think now. <laughs> it's that crazy because with the experience, he's got 10 years more experience now. He's, he's, he's a science project. I think that his actual body age doesn't look like a 36-year-old. So if anything, he might be a couple years older in body, but 10 years older in mind. So I feel that now he's even more well-equipped to tackle the, the earlier Novak. I actually agree. And another thing is to serve. I feel like he's got a better serve now than what he's ever had. So definitely has. Uh, definitely got a factor that in. Yeah. Uh, moving sure. on. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. And Djokovic is half of the draw, which we know is getting a bit depleted down that side. We lost I mean, it was the... depleted before we started, we, before <laughs> we even hit a ball. Like it was a ridiculously nice draw on paper. Of course, tennis isn't one on paper, but it's shown that opening round, Runa out, Felix out. That was yeah. straight before anything had really happened. Uh, and now the only three sort of high-ranked players left in Djokovic's draw, or half of the draw, not even in his court, in his half, <laughs> which is insane, is Fritz, yeah. TFO and Paul. So three American players on his half. Apart from that, he avoids everyone else. Zverev, Medvedev, Adkaraz. They're the three big, big ones. Yep. Um, you've got Berrettini as well, another one who yeah. can be a bit dangerous at times. Um, but there is one man lurking who's not a seed, Yeri Vesely, who has a favourable head-to-head against Djokovic. Never lost. 2-0. and <laughs> He beat him recently as well. I think it was in Dubai or something. Yeah, I, I remember covering right. it. Like, what do you make of that for a start? <laughs> and if they are to face each other, surely Vesely's not favourite. Well... I think that this is, this is a big problem with this statistic. I know that we had a similar statistic for Kyrgios Djokovic yeah, exactly. until that Wimbledon final. And then you see Grand Slam Djokovic. Kyrgios took a set, though, in the final. He did, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he played that badly. But being in a final against Djokovic, slightly different to being in like a, a fourth round or something... He's, he's never played uh, Vesely in a, in a slam. He was supposed to play him back in 2016, but then Vesely pulled out. He had a walkover. So now they actually get the meeting, seven years later from when they were supposed to play, and we could get it. Well, that, he has to get past his next round. We're, we're looking ahead, and yeah. we can't look past Vesely's opponent because 
He just uh, he's going to have to play Borna Gojo, I believe, in the next round, and he's playing incredibly well. I didn't expect that from uh, from Borna, but Vesti's won two five set matches in a row right now. Yeah, that has got to take it out of him. Well, uh, who's so he's got Borna Gojo? He will be favourite for that, and you'd think he can beat Borna Gojo, despite. Gojo looking unplayable uh, this event, beating some top players on the way. I forget who it was McDonald's, now. But McDonald, he just knocked out. Yeah, really yeah, good. Easily as well. And I I, I feel like this. If he does beat Gojo or Goyo, I think <laughs> we're going to see a repeat of 2016. I think he's going to pull out against Djokovic. I no. think he's going to keep... Mate, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. I have a re- weird feeling. If Vesely Djokovic is scripted to happen and the round's about to play... I think Vesely's going to pull out with some kind of injury or something. Uh, oh. One, he's played a lot of tennis, a lot of five-setters. He's probably going to be feeling it physically. And two, I just have a feeling that this uh, record's going to keep going and he's not going to play him in a slam. Well, I've, I don't... I've, I really want to see the matchup, to be honest. I, I would I, like to see it, but I feel Vesely doesn't stand a chance. What if he goes five-sets again? Can you imagine? If he goes to another hey, He's going to be sets. exhausted. He's not going to be able to do that in a grand slam. Djokovic would beat him in any, even if it was a first round, to be honest. So I think it will be very convincingly three sets, similar to the, the last Sabata Morales match we've just seen. <laughs> Wouldn't you love it? Like I, I don't want this. I obviously... Uh, I'm a fan of Djokovic, but wouldn't it make for a great narrative? Let's say Vesely gets there and then takes the first set on a tie break or something. Everybody, the whole world's going to start exploding. Twitter's going to be going crazy if that happens. And I'm sort of all for it because I want to see Djokovic come back and have to battle the mental demons of Vesely being down the other end. It would be fun to see Vesely go up two sets, but then Djokovic ultimately win. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to see. Deal with two sets. I don't. I don't want Vesely to win because I feel like it will ruin the event for me a little bit. I want to see Djokovic go far. It would be great to see the Djokovic and Klaas final, selfishly. Um, but, yeah, it would be good to see a bit of drama or Vesely go two sets up and everyone just... Honestly, Pavi G panic on Twitter for a bit. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I've seen him speaking a lot recently. There's a lot of tweets coming out from Pavi at the moment. Most of them directed at Rene Stubbs, I've seen. But anyway, (laughs) that's enough Pavi talk. Let's get on to the next tweet, which is Djokovic talking about somebody else who won yesterday, Coco Goff, and impressive. Obviously, she was up against a prodigy in Mira Andaleva, and... Nobody else, I don't think, would have dealt with Mila Andreeva with the same level of confidence. We know she's played her recently. She bageled her in the match they played not too long ago. It might have been Washington, somewhere like that. But she she stepped on court. She looked like a top 10 player, somebody who goes deep in slams now. She looked confident. She didn't she didn't get um, like all yeah, she didn't get bothered by the fact she got broken in the first game of the match as well. She got broken and then she just literally just turned it on and broke straight back and then was straight into her stride. Backhand looked good, serve looked good, forehand even looked good as well. So I think Coco Goff brilliant and Djokovic came out to speak about Coco Goff getting close to winning a Grand Slam here. Do you want me to... I can read the. I can read it. Yeah, Coco is on the rise. She's yet to win a Grand Slam, but played in the final. She's still young, but now with Brad Gilbert on her side, with the experience of coaching some of the greats, things are coming together for her. She's got the home support. Physically, she's fit, striking the ball very well. She broke to the top of the women's game quite early, but it still takes a few years to come together. Where you feel 
you're complete as a player, ready to win slams and dominate the game. I think she's coming very close to that stage and level. I'm sure she has high hopes for the US Open and she should because she's playing really well. And there's been a lot of people to tip her to win. Yourself, I know Liam, a few of the other commentary team's uh, members too. And I don't think she's going to win it because I feel eager looks better. But let's wait and see. She's definitely in for a shot and she played extremely well. Yeah, played played brilliantly well, I think. And uh, this one is one of the reasons I think she did play so well. She is taking confidence from Carlos Alcaraz, studying somebody who else is so young in the game on the men's side, but is getting great results. And he said, uh, well, she said about Carlos in Cincinnati, he was losing a set every, uh, every match pretty much. He wasn't playing his best. The way that he was still smiling against her catch when he was down a set and a break, he said, down match points, he was still smiling. I was like, if he can smile and he's world number one uh, and he has all this pressure, he's supposed to beat Hubi on paper then I can do it in situations where I'm facing Igor or Sabalenka, where I'm considered the underdog on paper. I can smile too. And I love that. I feel like that's a real turning point for her in her mind because we've seen how nervous she gets on court and she sort of lets the occasion get to her. Just having fun, smiling, re- realising that uh, her well, she is actually that good. She can beat these players. Just don't let... The, your own like negativity that eats up away inside of you and forget that you're on court to have fun. You're young. She's a teenager. Go out there and enjoy yourself. You're not expected to, to crush the world straight away. And you saw against Eager, she looked much better, much more composed. And against Angeleva, composed. And I like this, this Coco Goff. She's she's looking like she's becoming a bit more of a champion to me, and that's and see the way she speaks in these press conferences as well. You alluded to it. She seems like a little bit of a young Serena, maybe like that confidence coming through, talking to press and that type of thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, she's matured a lot. I feel um, quite quickly. I've just noticed she's become sort yeah. of gone from that girly face to a lady and someone who is very impressionable and someone who I feel can um, get everyone's attention. People are interested to see what she's got to say and see her tennis matches. And that's why she's probably the most supported player at the US Open so far. Yeah, most definitely is. Another popular winner that we had obviously going through was Caroline Wozniacki. The fairy tale continues for her. Obviously, she was a finalist back in 2009 and 2014, knocking out Petra Kvitova. That's not an easy win. What do you make of this crazy run? Well, I'm really impressed. I didn't think she was going to beat Kvitova. I thought that was going to be the round she was going to go out in. Um, but you can just see what it means to her. She was so emotional after the match, in tears. It's been a lot of hard work to get back to this situation. And if you just scroll down, we've got a quote from her. Yeah, um, I think it's at the bottom here. Uh, it says, I'm just so thrilled to have an opportunity to play on Arthur Ashe. Three years ago, if you'd have asked me, I didn't think I was ever going to play on one of those courts again. And she's definitely someone who is hungry just to be on the big stages. I don't feel like she's coming back for the money. She's already have a, had a really great career in tennis and has been remembered as one of the top legends of the sport. So for her to come back, that for me is just a bit like Andy Murray. She's doing it for the passion more than anything. 
There's no reason for Andy Murray to have to play tennis still at the top level. Same with Stan Wawrinka as well. And I yep. put Caroline Wozniacki in the same bracket. And all I do is watching it, I find it very motivational that they can go out there and do well. And you never know, she might go on a bit of a run now. But the US Open does throw up some strange surprises. So imagine if Wozniacki goes really far. It's a brilliant story. We seem to always have one of these stories popping yeah. up, don't we? We had the Svitolina one in uh, Wimbledon. That was Get a brilliant story. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I- I'm all for it. I feel that this tournament needs stories like this, and she's up against Jen Brady. So it's going to be interesting to see how the crowd, how the crowd go. For, do they do they back they her? Go, they go heavy they... American. They still go yeah. heavy American. They're very Jen patriotic Brady. Americans. That's right. So I'm excited, though. And obviously with this, it says 2018 with the stat with a victory over Petra Kvitova in the second round. This is Caroline Wozniak's first win against an opponent ranked in the top 20 since defeating Kvitova at the WTA Tour Finals in 2018. <laughs> Flashback. Yeah, <laughs> was probably sick of the sight of us. Can you just leave and just come off the tour completely? Yeah, Keep I coming mean, back and beating me got a number hasn't she seems like well that was a, a good year for her when she won the australian open that year so she was definitely in some hot form speaking of somebody else in hot form that is Iga Sviontek, and she went through i know you covered that match yesterday how was she looking against daria saville i'll speak about it but one thing i was just looking at the head-to-head for kovitova wozniaki because i was interested mm. and it is eight seven kovitova but I'm assuming that was, I'm not sure if that's before or after the last one. I know if that's the, the up-to-date one. So it's 8-7 Kvitova. So they've played 15 times Ooh. Kvitova, just leading. But it seems like it's a very even matchup. Uh, yeah. On Iga, though, versus Savo, it wasn't an even matchup. It was an all right match in spells. But, I mean, I was extremely bored during the live watch along. Reason being, um, I just found that Savo had no power. Like she was, It was like watching mm-hmm. a player who had nothing. She just kept looping it up. Her defence was quite good. Yep. The only winner she was able to do was when she went in behind Eager. Uh, but Eager was, was actually very good in, in spells. Didn't have her best game because she just didn't... I don't think she needed to. I thought these rounds of Eager, like, she's just a bit like, Meh, I'll do what I can do. But there were signs of brilliance. There were signs of like, I don't know what's going on here. And I feel like if she did that <laughs> against Saba, she'd get punished. Um, but... It was a ridiculous match to watch because there was no power whatsoever from Daria Saville. All of it sort of moonballed or looped in the middle of the court. And yeah, a bit embarrassing to watch, especially her reactions to like any time she won a point. It was a massive come on and just over the top. Um, and she was very frustrated when she lost the game, like threw a racket and stuff. It makes <laughs> me wonder, like, how can you be that frustrated when deep down, you know, you don't have the weapons? Like, yeah. she can't, like there's only so much like... It's like me, the, the, the analogy I used during the live watch along was, it's like me entering the lottery every week and then absolutely losing my nut when I don't win. <laughs> That's how it feels. It's like you go, to the, you, go to, you go to the corner store, enter the lottery, and then on the weekend, oh, the, 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 the ball's come out, I didn't win, and then it's like me beating up the TV. You yeah. don't do that, do you? Because you kind of know you're not going to win. And I'm not saying that she needs to go in the attitude of, I don't think I can win this, but until you can sort out the power differential, which is so evident, surely you don't think you're going to win most of these rallies. That's how I felt watching it. Yeah, she, I saw some of the highlights. It looks like she was just having like a run-in lesson or something for most of the match. Just jogging from side to side as Eager was just planting the ball into each corner and watching her run and run and run. But Eager had something 
Uh, nice to say, because you've been watching, obviously, Alcalaz, Djokovic and their great rivalry. Yeah. Probably... We've been talking about each other, haven't they? Djokovic spoke a lot about Eager and um, and Coco Goff. You've got yeah. an Eager talking about Alcalaz and Djokovic. Everyone, all the top players were talking about the two different respective tours. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that she's watching Alcalaz and Djokovic, because I doubt she goes back and watches any of her own matches, because that's probably not the most exciting thing to go yeah. back and watch. says... I don't watch a lot, but these matches I actually watch from beginning to the end. You, you see the clash of two generations. They're so solid and good. They don't give, up, uh, give points for free. I'm just watching them as a fan because most of the shots they're playing would be impossible for me to play. I can learn from how they behave and mentally never give up. And that's the second person there. We need to see a little bit more, don't we, from... Uh, people gaining inspiration from Djokovic and Alcaraz. If, we, if they did, we'd have incredible matches all across the tour. It is super important for players to look at these players like an Alcaraz and think, rather than uh, just being in awe completely, think about how do they do it? Let me just try yeah. and take some things from his game and yeah. implement it in my own. So somebody that you've been very, very keen on in this tournament, Mukova, to go very deep. And she won again against Freck, straight sets. Yeah, I thought she was one of the best players, really, uh, the first two rounds. She is, I think, making herself one of the contenders to win the whole thing. Um, and considering where she was with all the injuries, she kept dreaming. She loves the sport. She's working hard. And now she's won nine of the last 11 matches. She's one of the informed ladies on tour. And I think she could be a dark horse to go all the way, really. Another story, Dominic team out due to retirement. Ben Shelton had a little bit to say. Obviously, Dominic team was ill. He was throwing up, I think, before the match and actually couldn't continue, which is sad to see him go out like that. Um, do you want to take us through what Shelton yep. had to say? Yeah, it was similar to Eubanks as well. Eubanks was a bit unwell and that kind of jeopardised his performance in that match. He had a bit of an upset stomach. Same with Dominic team. Uh, but Ben Shelton had a lot of nice things to say. He said he did a great job masking it. He's a great fighter and a great champion. To see him go down like that uh, when he walked back on court, I knew something was wrong. It's a shame. He's been playing great tennis these last few weeks. He put on a clinic in the first round. I thought we had a really high level and entertaining first set. What about you guys? So Ben enjoyed it. <laughs> great news for him. He's in a really nice section now. There's a lot of players out of yeah. this section. I mean, a prime Dominic team would have been walking it, I feel, all the way to Djokovic. So Shelton has a good shot, and I th I've got him going all the way to the semi-final. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he can go there. I know some people have called me out for it, but the way the draws opened up is certainly very possible. I, li I like it. I think it's good for tennis if he does get there as well. I hope that he does. We've got Vavrinka. He keeps on going, doesn't he? We're talking about the old guard. I mean, he's yeah. crazy. The old guard are doing amazing. Yeah. Um, he's the oldest man in the draw. Beats Echeverry. Uh, he's going to be in round three. Mez, uh, Menzik, he, yep. uh, is, he, he's going to take on Taylor Fritz. Um, so he will turn 18 when he takes on Taylor Fritz in the third round. So he's 17 at the moment. The age difference between the two of them, 20 years, 157 days. And that is currently older than Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> 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 that's nuts but well played to Mensik. he's had to come through the qualifying and 
Uh, we know one of our members, Peter Zaremba, has been messaging me mad about him on uh, Discord, saying, watch out for him, watch out for him. Well, I am watching him now. He well, looks incredible. I'll avoid him. If he, and it's if annoying he... because how many Czech players are they going to have? Why can't we have some in the UK? I feel like there's millions across the men's and the women's of Czech players. It's just a constant uh, conveyor belt of really good players. Yeah, most I definitely. I told you Ben, you need to go to Prague. And is that's it? And is he going to be the next person to overtake Stefano Sissipas in doing well at Grand Slams? Because the youngsters seem to be overtaking him. Sissipas loses to Stricker, another youngster who played incredibly well, I have to say. I think it was a brilliant performance from Stricker. So much power, so much poise. And even on match point, a, he crushed a winner. It was brilliant to see. But Steph, back to the drawing board and back to a new coach. Because I think Philippoussis getting the boot yep. after this tournament. Sacked. He's getting sacked in the morning. He's already gone, <laughs> Philippoussis. <laughs> 25 years old, two-time major finalist, happy in his personal life with Badoza, clarified his coaching situation with his father in the background. Not anymore. Uh, but the new generation led by Akras continues to impose itself and he needs to hit another gear soon or he will be left behind. I spoke about the Czech players coming through. That's just There's, gonna, there's many players who I feel are going to start to overtake him if he doesn't sort of buckle up his ideas on court. We see glimpses of, it, of him, but this is, for me a deterioration to where he was two years ago or three years ago even. Um, I don't see him getting better. I see him getting worse. And he's definitely at a bit of a crossroads. It's crazy that he was in the Australian Open final and now we're back to this again. Um, There's no consistency, lack of consistency, lack of focus and unable to beat just the young players coming through. It just seems to be the same old story with Steph. I don't know where he goes from here. He just has to just... He needs to just get a solid team around him, sort out the mental side of his game and work out how to just grind out these type of performances because he doesn't seem to ever grind them out. They grind no. him out. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing and um, something needs to change. Maybe a new coach might be able to sort of inject yeah. some life into him, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Was there anything else? Um, let's just touch on a couple of the, just, uh, we got Zhang knocking out rude. I th- yep. there was part of me thought that could happen, but I wasn't with any conviction. I, I thought it say. might happen as well, but I wasn't sure, but that's pretty crazy. The first Chinese man to win a, a win over a top five opponent. Yeah. So great for him. This one and crazy Ostapenko stats. Let's just go straight to the winners and unforced errors. Cause Ostapenko won. I don't know how 57 winners, 80 unforced errors, <laughs> uh, and 11 winners, 30 unforced errors. It's the Ostapenko way, really, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's it's do or die, isn't it? And not good for Eagle, though. I'm sure Eagle was hoping Ostapenko went out because he's not a nice player to play. No, has a Beat Eagle. Yeah, yeah, three times and three out of three. Would it be four out of four? Will she get to play her? That's she's gonna have to go through one more round to, before we find out. And finally, we'll just finish off with a crazy win from <laughs> Rinki Hijikata. <laughs> Butchovic wins only four games. I don't even know what to say. I think um, the but round wasn't before... Taking his, wasn't yeah. taking his top off after this one, I bet. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be very embarrassing. I'm sure he put a jumper on uh, to cover his forearms after this performance because 6-1-6-2-6-1, I don't know. I don't even know how to comment on it because I've not seen any highlights or anything, just the scoreline, but yeah. I'm shocked. I feel like I'm going to watch some of it just purely to see what went wrong for him. Is Hitchcarter just like a man possessed? I know he played Rafa, few years ago looked okay like average 
Yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I don't see. I didn't. I don't understand it at all. Fuchsovic has just beat Korda, uh, but uh, tennis math's clearly not working at the U.S. Open, and Fuchsovic has been sent back to the gym. Uh, but yep. let's leave it there. Thank you for joining us on our day three roundup. We're going to cover some matches for day four. So please join us for them. I don't know if Liam's going to be making a return. Maybe. Yeah, he will be for Jabir later. So if you want to see Liam, go support him. And of course, if you haven't already, hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new. And we'll catch you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.